Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Betonline.ag, where the game starts. Boom. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Believe in OK State podcast. I am Meg Robinson, joined as always by Eve Patoba and Justin Southwell. And guys, it's been a slow news week, so we thought we'd bring on a special guest, former OSU or OSU alum, Shamil Gary. Let's freaking go. What a stud. Yeah. Welcome to the pod. <laughs> Glad to be here. Glad to be here with uh, two former teammates that's awesome right now yeah i love it y'all if y'all don't know about shamil let me just tell y'all uh something this dude was at we were teammates at oklahoma state went on what was it the minnesota vikings the chicago bears the buffalo bills the miami Mm -hmm. dolphins right whenever you were in miami i was also working at miami so we were there at the same time we weren't even that close while we were in college we ended up getting close while down in miami Mm -hmm. and now i probably talk to you like every three hours so <laughs> yeah yeah it's almost uh to the point where you know don thinks you're you know cheating on her with me you know <laughs> don will be my wife yeah Things are, yeah it gets interesting you know you're you're the state farm guy that i'm talking to on the phone <laughs> right right it was, it was actually crazy though um we were having a meeting at the dolphins because I, I was at the dolphins before eve got there yeah we were having a meeting and caleb thornhill which was the director of player development introduced hey we have someone um coming in to help with director or player development and i look to the right and it's e batova i'm like what in the world he's following me right now (laughs) no he's the man though so hey who wouldn't want to be around shamil yeah so shamil you actually started your career at wyoming though correct Mm -hmm. yes we're an all-american as a freshman if i did my research right but then Mm -hmm. you transferred after your sophomore season to Oklahoma State what made you want to come on down to Stillwater um you know I I, we could keep it hot I I probably won't keep it all the way hot but (laughs) um basically so my freshman year was good sophomore year was good and then I just had uh, a couple of things happen to um mess with my mental health my emotional health and all that stuff right there. And, you know, just to be transparent, you know, I had some stuff going on at home and then, uh, you know, I had, uh, difficult situations at school with, uh, the girl I was dating and, and then, uh, decided to transfer and get closer to home. And the crazy part is, you know, you transfer from being a freshman all American to starting two years to, you know, leading tackles. And, you know, I probably would have broke the record for tackles at Wyoming if I would have stayed all four years, but that didn't happen. Um, and then to no one warning you, wow. <laughs> uh, when it was time to transfer, shoot, D1 double A's didn't even want me. Um, and so I walked on to 
uh, Oklahoma State, and they said, you know, since I can't play that year, they'll give me a scholarship the next year. But, you know, colleges, they they lie. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they actually, they did, they honored what they, what they, what they said. And I ended up getting a scholarship the following year. But yeah, so I, that's why, that's the main reason why I transferred. That's pretty crazy. That, so you talk about a crazy story. You said you came back closer to home because mm. you're from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The yep. majority of our listeners are from the state of Oklahoma. I'm really curious to know, Shamil, like, you're coming out of Booker T. Washington High School. I was at the Combine last week, ran into a couple guys that went to Booker T. Washington High School. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They hit me up, yeah. too. And I asked him, I was like, y'all know Shamil Gary? He was like, Shamil, of course. He's one yeah. of ours, man. He's one of ours. So I'm, I'm talking to them. I'm like, so now I'm curious to know, what was it like getting recruited out of Tulsa, Oklahoma? Why didn't you come to Oklahoma State? Uh, you know, uh, you know, I love Oklahoma State. But they don't do the greatest job of recruiting, you know, the in-house, the in-state guys. They they want to go for the people in Texas, and they think, you know, Texas people are better than Oklahoma people, but they're not. You it, know, it is a superior state. Oh Lord, here goes Eve. Um, but uh, coming out, I was an underdog, though. To be honest with you, I didn't start until my junior year. I started at a quarterback, lost my position after like two games. Um, and then I didn't play another down into my senior year. And so kind of recruiting was slow. Luckily, you know, we won state my senior year and we had uh, 11 people go D1. And so luckily we had colleges kind of like rolling in, um, looking at other people. And by them looking at other people, I kind of flashed on the, uh, the screen for them. And so my first scholarship was Air Force. And I didn't have good enough grades to get into the Air Force Academy. So I had to do like the, the JV prep academy, something like that. Yeah. I didn't want to go to Air Force anyway. And in my last game, I got a scholarship to the University of Wyoming. And I went from like linebacker to safety. So that's kind of how that happened right there. But Booker T, best high school in the state of Oklahoma, best high school in the nation. Look it up. NBA players, NFL players, the baddest band in the land, actors, news reporters. If you want me to keep going, I can keep going. We just have it all, though, at Booker T. Yeah. Justin, do you have something to say about that? I was going to say, Justin might have some input there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Oklahoma, we produce some great stuff. I'm not going to lie. Now, I know that, like you said, Shamil, they like to go to Texas, that greater talent pool, because there's a lot more population. But when it comes down to it, the percentage in Oklahoma, it's a little bit higher in my opinion. And like you said, I mean, at safety, even, uh, you remember D'Lo, he's from Oklahoma, Oklahoma as well. So, I mean, we, we got the guys in house too, but, uh, they could maybe do a little bit better job of finding the diamonds in the rough like yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. If you, if you were in this era right now, Shamil, with the transfer portals, with NIL, how do you think that would have impacted one your decision, right, as you were getting recruited, but also two, how do you think you would have fared as far as just hey hitting the transfer portal after Wyoming, and um, you know getting getting recruited by some of these schools? Man, I probably would have stayed at Wyoming to be honest with you. Like, for, like you got to be you got to be honest with yourself and, and realistic. Like, um, one when I was at Wyoming, uh, Tashawn Gibson, he's still playing in the NFL. Chris Brzezinski, he played like eight years in the NFL. Marcel Gibson, uh, he he had a tryout and played uh, – I don't know if he made practice squad or whatever, but my, my freshman year, it was NFL, 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 and then I went to the NFL. So, like, 
why would I leave if I saw like the the blueprint of the whole secondary going to the NFL? You know what right. I mean? Um, the only reason why I left was be if I could tell any young person, learn, learn, look yourself in the mirror and figure out, you know, how to deal with your emotions and how to deal with your mental, because you need mental toughness to deal with each scenario in your life. You know what I mean? And a lot of times, if you just stay at one spot and learn the system, learn the playbook, you'll put yourself in a situation where you can make plays when it is your time, because now you know the system like the back of your hand. But once you transfer, you got to learn a whole nother system, new teammates, new environment, and you can't really play as freely as you would like. Yeah. See, I love that too, because I feel like what we're seeing today is a lot of people just thinking that the grass is greener on the other side. And for you, maybe Wyoming is like where the green grass is. And not to say that Oklahoma State isn't that. I, mm-hmm. I know that you had a, a great career there. But there's something to be said, like, you know, on the other side of the you know transfer portal, maybe it's not like the best case scenario for people right. to leave all the time. And I, I'm curious to see like when this all kind of shakes out, like if there are going to be more people that will come forward and say, you know what, maybe I should have stayed at Oklahoma State or mm-hmm. whatever the case is. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're you're bringing that up now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think there's studies though. Like most people that enter the transfer portal don't even get. Uh, picked up and then they yeah. ended up yeah. they end up on the street you know not doing anything and so but the main thing keep the main thing the main thing let's be honest m- m- most college athletes aren't going to the nfl get Thank your degree you. get your degree get Thank the school you. paid for it like what are, what are we doing um and i get it like a lot of times the me and Eve talk about this a lot like your identity is so wrapped up into the game that's yeah. all you can see and that uh, you have these blinders on and you're, it's like play or nothing. Well, man, that scholarship isn't guaranteed anyway. So get your get your bachelor's, get your master's. Um, my guy Patrick Fields, shout out to Patrick Fields. Um, I'm not gonna say how much he saved, but by him, you know, saving his Pell Grant, man, he has uh, more savings than most uh, adults. Like, and, and I'm talking about, you know in between the 10 and 50, 60, $70,000 savings yeah. out of fresh out of college. And so he was able to get his bachelor's, get his master's at OU, get his master's at Stanford. You know what I mean? Like now he's set up for, you know, the future. So, and he's, he's a Booker T. Washington guy too, right? No, no, no. He's not Booker T. He wish he was, but he went to union. <laughs> he went to union. union. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. No, yeah. but I I think that also just so many players, we've talked about this on previous episodes at the portal, is that they've never faced adversity in their life because they've always been the top guy. So the second they face any sort of adversity or aren't the day one starter, it's like, I'm transferring. But it's like, maybe mm-hmm. you need to ride it out because you could learn. I mean, look at the Alabama receiver room for yeah. the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, like Devontae Smith sat behind Calvin Ridley and Henry Ruggs and you right. won You know, sometimes it is good to wait your turn and – He's, you know, playing the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. We're in the league. Like, hey, that's what I said about this group of OK State guys. I said, those who stay will be champions. Yeah. Now, now yeah. I mean, with that being said, you know, and I've given a presentation to the OK State football team, too, about how much money they could save all four years. This was before NIL, by the way. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why a guy shouldn't have at least $30,000 saved up by the time yeah. he graduates university i've seen as north has seventy thousand dollars right from mm-hmm. people in auburn from people in clemson um but i will add um 
what's so interesting about this time of the year right now is, um, you know, it's, it's the off season. It's spring ball. One of the greatest parts, though, about being a part of a university and having a home is that you have an alumni base. Mm. You know, like you have an alumni base. You no, know, the spring game is going to be happening. Fans are going to be coming in town. Alumni are going to be coming in. But if you're able to tap into that network and use it appropriately, my goodness, you have family for the rest of your life. Right. If you actually know how to actually navigate that area. So, yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate that so, so many people end up on the street because they thought that the grass was greener on the other side. Yeah, for sure. But it's a lack of mentorship, though. I mean, I, I mean, if we're being honest, like how many uh, how many guys um, have people who have done it already? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you need mentors to kind of like tell you, hey, you, you may need to stick this out uh, or this place isn't, you know, the they don't have the best interest. So you may need to transfer. But a lot of times they're making decisions off of feelings, you know, and feelings come and go. Yeah. Uh, so I think more people need to have like mentorship. But you talk about that networking. You know, you don't know what you don't know at the same True. time. So I'd also like to say you've brought up the spring game. There is no spring game this year. Mm -hmm. so, for, yes. Breaking news. <laughs> there is no spring game this year because there is not uh, adequate field space in BPS due to the ongoing construction. Um, mm -hmm. However, there is a meet and greet with players from 1.30 to 2 on Saturday, April 15th at the Sherman E. Smith Training Center. So be sure to get your four-second hello in and <laughs> zoom on in. Along. So, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But no spring yeah, for game. real though, I know, I know like 30 minutes, that doesn't seem like a lot of time, but uh, as a as a player, I remember like I, I really did enjoy whenever I got to, you know, shake hands, sign autographs with those kids. I know that, that that means a lot to them. So I know a lot of those players are gonna enjoy that, even though it's you know not not very much time. Look, I'm not not I, I think it is a great thing and I know how much I mean when you especially when you live in Stillwater, like the players on this team are your heroes, they are your idols, and I think it's awesome that they're doing a meet and greet, but give fans more than 30 minutes like that's no like that's literally a yeah. hello or like are we going to pre-sign autographs mm -hmm. pass out papers like take an hour or do or no have players make it a two-hour window and say you can meet these like players are coming in shifts i don't know, they, I, know they should, I don't know they should do like a training camp like one-on-ones or yeah. um go to the indoor facility or something you know something cool. like that like some one-on-one -on -one or something yeah but yeah. You know, what do uh, I know? Yeah, we'll be on the event planning committee next year. Sure. Deion Sanders will probably do it. Like you know. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that before. Hey, Shamil, interested to know, man, you you were a part of some of the winningest teams in school history. Mm -hmm. uh, you were a starter there for multiple years. You had a really great time and experience at Oklahoma State. What are some of your favorite memories while being a player there? Man, my I probably say the first favorite memory is. Uh, you know, you go from the University of Wyoming. Yeah, I was playing, but then you like go to Oklahoma State, and the facility is like way better. Uh, way better. You know, and they're just about to get even more dynamic. Are they? <laughs> oh, you didn't hear about the three hundred twenty-five million dollar plan to renovate the facilities? I mean, why do they need? Okay, what are we renovating though? Like, like what's? <laughs> oh, wow! You're missing out. What are we renovating? So. Yeah, what are we what renovating? Mean? Someone tell me. Uh, Go back and watch episode 28 of the Believe in Oklahoma podcast okay. for a full yep. rundown of the OSU Athletics vision plan. Meg, Megan, you're good at this. You're good at this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go back and watch. Uh, but a funny story. I remember um, I tell my funny, my one of my uh, favorite memories of the winningest team. Actually, 
two things. Uh, I remember when I, when I first transferred, uh, Joel Tubman, um, he was like, because NCAA 2000 and what was it, 10. I was so back when college football was a video game, it's, it's yeah. not anymore. But uh, I was like the impact player with the with the star um, one year. <laughs> and then I came in and uh, Joel Tubman, I guess he like looked me up. He was like, oh, OK, Mr. Impact player. Right. <laughs> and I was working out with Eve and we were doing pull ups. And he, he was like, you see those lats right there? That, 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 that's the type of lats you need to get. And so ever since then, I've been trying to chase Eve with the the, the physique my entire life now. But um, hey, I keep into- striving, young buck. You'll get there one day. I'm trying, man. Uh, and I ran into Brandon Whedon. Um, his uh, son and my daughter go to the same elementary school. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. But uh, favorite memory uh, was the year I didn't play, actually, was with Justin Blackman and and Brandon Whedon and um, well, Coop. Man, he had the, some of the greatest routes I've ever seen. Markel, yeah. um, all of them right there. And going to uh, the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona, that was, like, really cool. Um, and then probably my senior year, uh, when we, man, we had a chance to like go undefeated that year. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that too much, but, uh, we had a chance to go undefeated and, but the last game of the season was like, uh, memorable for me just from the standpoint of like how, how much back and forth it was between us and Missouri. They had those like basketball team. They had like six, six receivers and, uh, that all-star defensive end. I can't remember his name. He was uh, Washington. Okay. RJ Washington. No, he came out. He, Michael he, Sam. Who? Michael Sam. Sam. Yeah, Michael Sam. Yeah, yeah. He was a dog, though. Like, he yeah. was a dog. Um, <laughs> so that's probably some of my my favorite memories right there. And then Coach Glass running the, the dang stadiums. Oh, my goodness. You know, that, that 2013 season that you were on, though, like that defense was kind of the bar up until maybe 2021. That was mm-hmm. like – Dude, everybody needs to like try to get to this level. No one was giving like you know what's so crazy. Like I see on these I, one, I need to get off. I don't know if you guys are on uh, the Facebook Oklahoma State groups or whatever. Yeah, I am. <laughs> don't don't get off of it. Like it's it's, it's toxic. But um, <laughs> you don't see anyone like give the 2013 defense any credit. All you hear about is uh, what's his name? Um, he just went to uh, Ohio State. The divas uh the, uh, no, Jim knows. You just hear about his years, but I'm like 13. We were balling in 13. D'Lo, Lindell, me, Pat, uh, Kevin Peterson. The D line was man, shine. Yeah, had, it was good. That was a good year, right there. Y'all had some guys on that team, no, for sure. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all were definitely balling. And you know what was so funny? You know, you go, you have, you know, your career at Oklahoma State, and you had. One of the most insane transformations that I had ever seen on anybody physically. I'm talking about I showed up for pro day. I was already work. I left. I was already working in, in the state of Indiana. I come back for pro day and I see Shamil out there. He's wearing nothing but tights. Yeah. Okay. And know. he just looked rock diesel. This dude looked like he was the incredible Hulk. And he was moving out there with like incredible speed. I was like, what in the world is happening right now? Where did this guy go and train? A whole bunch of guys right now are trying to prepare for pro day. Mm-hmm. What kind of advice would you give them as they're going through this process? And man, what the heck did you do to get your physique to that level? Man, so you know that same thing you said about me? I said the same thing about Chris Brzezinski, the safety from Wyoming. 
And so I actually reached out to him because, you know, the whole you spend a lot of time with someone in the locker room, you know, you shower with guys and all that right there. And, you know, obviously you see their physique and I'm like, I saw Chris. I'm like, man, he got a six pack. He he ran like a low four four. I'm like, well, what's going on? He was always fast, but he looked different. So I reached out to him and he said uh, he went to Tom Shaw in Orlando. I don't know if Tom Shaw is still the same Tom Shaw, but I would say any guy in the future. Go to Tom Shaw. He, he'll get you right. Um, but, man, I just didn't want to – I didn't eat any sweets for, like, two months. I didn't eat – you know, I didn't eat out. I cooked every meal. Um, I followed what the nutritionist said. I did extra work. When guys were – you always got those guys. You know what I mean? Regardless of how big of an opportunity they have, they're still going to do – they're going to self-sabotage themselves. They're going to still go out. They're still going to drink. They're not going to take the moment um, yeah. seriously. And so I had roommates – I'm not going to say their names, but I had roommates that were going out like every other day, you know. And so um, I just took that moment, those two months, like seriously, because at the end of the day, if I didn't make it, I could at least look myself in the mirror and be like, I gave it all I had, you know. And so no sweets, cooked every meal, um, worked out twice a day, even three times a day. And sure, I got down to like 3% body fat. Um, and then, uh, but no, nah, that's what I would tell guys. Like at the end of the day, you get one shot at this. Um, and, you know, Eve, you know this, shoot, the longer you're out of the league or removed from, like, college or whatever, though that, that's you got a slim window of getting another opportunity. Yeah. So get sleep, take your nutrition seriously, um, write down your goals, visualize your goals, the, the new saying today, manifest your goals. <laughs> like, just, just speak those goals over yourself every time and, and do the work, like – don't skip the workouts. Don't don't play games. You're not there to make friends. Like, take it seriously. And then when it's time to perform, don't think. Turn off your brain and do what you're supposed to be doing. So that's the advice I would give anyone who's doing a pro day, you know. And then make sure after the pro day, too, talk to as many coaches as you can. And then after that, if you have teammates who are big-name guys, Keep connected with them because guess what? They're going to have workouts after their pro day and you jump in on their workouts as mm -hmm. well because it's another time to get seen by – because they're going to bring in like – man, Justin Gilbert, he had a workout with the Atlanta Falcons. He he texted me. Oh, I got to work out. Okay, bet. I'm there. Hey, can I work out with you guys? Yes. All right, cool. Um, that is a pro tip. I, I've actually never good. heard anybody say that before. That's, that's some good advice right that's there. That's such good advice. Yeah, so hop in on – all the workouts as you can because you'll never know man like they're there to see someone else but like you you flash and you got good for footwork and you catch the ball or whatever it is you know so. and i i try to do that myself and i reached out to lucian antoine he's like man i don't know like you you got to be able to keep up and i don't think you can keep up so i was like right, well fair enough but i missed <laughs> out i could i could be looking like lucian right now you know? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Lucian was an animal, bro. He Lucian was, was a beast. Yeah. Hey, Shamil, what do you think you did that impressed teams the most during Pro Day? Man, I, my physique, you know what I mean? I, okay, outside of, like, what I did, you know, footwork drills and things like that, my agent told me, because uh, he 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 talked to, you remember him, what was the defensive coordinator from, uh, from the, the Dolphins? Uh, the DC from the Dolphins? Uh, Black dude. Um not Vance Joseph. Yeah, Vance Joseph. Was Vance he, was Joseph? With the, okay. he was with the Bengals. And my agent uh, asked him, hey, what do you think about my guy? He was like, uh, which one's your guy? 
He was like uh, the one with the shirt off. He was like the the guy that was ripped up. He was like, yeah, that's my guy. And so, you know, just the the appearance of how I look yeah. made a first impression. And then I think I ran faster than what a lot of guys thought I was going to run. Um, so that helped. And then I had, you know, I've always worked on my footwork. So I, I think like me just going through the drills and doing the footwork and being able to flip my hips and all that. I dropped one ball, which kind of broke my heart. But, uh, yeah, I think the footwork and me running faster than what they thought I was going to run, which you're not we're not track athletes. Which, that's a whole nother conversation for another day. Like there's this big fuss about uh, Anthony Richards. Is that his name? The quarterback? Anthony yeah. Richardson. Anthony Richardson. Man, I don't care if he runs a four four. Can he read a defense? Like what is his what is his film? Look I was like. last week, guys. Like, who? Like, what are the tangible things from a pro day that you think really matter? Because, well, just to, just to give you some context about some guys, even that are at Oklahoma State, right? We had two guys go to the combine. You had Tyler mm-hmm. Lacey, you had Jason Taylor the second. Tyler mm-hmm. Lacey had the second highest reps on the bench for his position group, mm-hmm. but he also had the slowest forty time in his group. Um, so like what tangible things, as Megan said, do you think really, really matter in this case? I mean, I think it depends on position, right? Like we shouldn't be in awe about a quarterback running super fast unless like when Lamar came out, right? He did some electric things, you know, in college. So his film, we wanted to see like what he ran because on his film, he was running away from a lot of people. Like, I don't know if Anthony Richardson, like, I saw, I went back and watched his highlights and things like that. Like, he was running away from people, but that wasn't really his game, right? So, it, that stuff really doesn't matter. But as a DB, you know, I think the the footwork drills um, matter as far mm-hmm. as, like, you being able to turn your hips, come out of your breaks fast, all that. Um, I think jumping matters as a DB and as a receiver. Um, but... Still, I think like, you know, a lot of scouts say you 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 watch the 40, but then you go back and watch the film because you got some guys who run really fast, but they, they're not running away from no one. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you take a guy like Josh Stewart. Uh, I don't know. Whenever he came out, he ran slow as all get out on his yeah, he combine. Ran four, he ran a four seven. But when it came to playing football, like he was a football player. And I think so, sometimes you get caught up in like these times. But like he was a dog, and yeah. he didn't he didn't really I know he got hurt or whatever, but he didn't really get the opportunity he should have got. But uh, positional drills to answer the question: positional drills and forty times for skill players, and then like O linemen. I don't know if forty really. I don't know why we're running for forties for them, but <laughs> I just think positional drills, honestly. And then you go back and watch the tape. That's my opinion. That's fair. I mean, because I just think about, you know, Tyler Lacey running a five, what, five, one was it? And then you see like Nolan Smith running up four, three, nine. And you're like, ooh, yeah. that's tough. Like, how do you right, like right. It's so hard because you you are being compared against those other people in your position group. Yeah. But if Tyler Lacey's putting up 30 on the bench. I don't I don't know what Nolan Smith got on that, but just like it's kind of that. that I mean, I guess also for Tyler going into pro day, like how. You know, should he run the 40 again? Should he just be like, whatever, I'm going to ball out on these other things? Like, what would your advice be in that situation? Is Tyler Lacey um, a defensive end? I'm so sorry. I don't know who. Yeah, defensive end and a rusher. 
Yeah, I mean, I would probably run the 40. You run a 5-1, I would probably run a 40 again. Um, just to get it a little bit lower, at least like a 4-8, 4-7, you know, something like that. Because um, you you almost have to run. I mean, I'm knocking all these things, but you you ha- it's part of the system. So you have yeah. to, like, do well within the system or whatever. So I will run the 40 again. And a, a lot of scouts will look at it as more of just an effort thing, right? Like, how how – how serious is this to him? You know, how important is this to him? Like if I'm a DB and I bench press 20 reps, that's, that's not really going to come in handy in football, but they say, this is a guy that takes the approach seriously. Yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. some of these scouts, like the good ones, the good scouts in the NFL are actually pretty ridiculous about how, like they know exactly what your 40 time is going to be just by watching your game film. They're like, yeah, that guy's going to run a four four six, and then he goes out there and runs a four four six. Mm-hmm. But they know how athletic you are based on how whenever you hit the ground, how soon do you get back up? Like little things that they look at, and the senior scouts that have been doing this thing, you know, for thirty years, they don't even trust the forty the laser times. They're like, no, I trust my own thumb more than I trust this other stuff. Like it's it's actually pretty ridiculous how this other stuff works. If you uh if you were going back now, would you have done something differently? given that you said for those two months you were really concentrated, you were taking mm-hmm. things seriously and all that. Do you think you could have done what you did in those two months over the span of four years as a football player in college? Yes. Really? Yes. No, no sweets? No, from the standpoint of like uh, I could have did it because, you know, you get an off season. So if you take, you know, there's a – if you take – you know, after the season, you take about two, three weeks and do what you're supposed to be doing as far as like just eat whatever you want to eat, take some time away, and then you hit it back hard. I think I could have did it that way. It was it was I didn't do it that way. First of all, like I didn't do any of this in college. Like no one hopefully I think they have a nutritionist now, Oklahoma State. But yeah. Oklahoma State, when we were there, we didn't have a nutritionist. So no one really taught me what to put in my body, how much to how much I should drink. You remember at the Dolphins, you know, after practice, we're immediately taking a shake. We're went, we're getting on a scale, depending on how much we lost. We know how much uh, water we need to drink. Like everyone say, you just, you, you weighing and then you just <laughs> going about, like, you just going about the day. Right. Sports science has come a long way, but those Gatorade protein shakes and the cans were like, Oh man, those are so good. Like those are so, those are so good. See, I don't yeah. know how y'all drink that. That tore my stomach up. <laughs> Oh, I loved it. Like I tore loved it. it. My nutritionist was a person behind the counter at Chipotle. Like that's who I depended on. <laughs> well, yeah, I did. we all uh, had the same body fat then, you know, because we didn't have a nutritionist, you know. So <laughs> no doubt. But you know, uh, to say that I probably wouldn't have. I didn't. I didn't do this in the NFL though. You know, I we had all the stuff, and I just struggle with eating though. So if I could have been a little bit more disciplined. Um, in throughout my career, I probably would have uh, been. I wouldn't have faced some of the injuries that I faced uh, towards my senior year and throughout the NFL and all that. Yeah. Guys, take care of your body. The best ability you have is your availability. Man, you can't make the club in the tub. Is, is isn't that the same? What is it? I heard that, but it can be you, now. You can't make the club in the tub. That's the you. You never heard that? E? No, I haven't. That's a new one. That's well, you one for slacking, me. man. That's a that's a it's like a NFL one hundred and one right there. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> my bad. 
Well, I mean, look, man. He never we never made it to the NFL, Shamil. It's not our fault. <laughs> he was there. He was there, you know. He um but I, okay, this is my last thing though. I'm I'm sorry, guys. But you take you're good, bro. Hey, we have you as a guest for a reason. Um but what I would say to guys though, whenever it is time for you to get drafted, you do if I could do it all over again, like don't think so much. Just just be present and be in the moment. And let your body like trust that you're going to do the right thing. Like you did all that work. It's, it's almost um, I saw this story, uh, this little short story. Basically, it's like the this family or this little village. They pray for rain and one person came out with an umbrella. Right. Because he had faith. But a lot of guys, you know, that we do all this work. But then we go out on the football field and we hesitate. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's the point of doing all that work if you're not going to trust the, the the work that you put in over the offseason. And so that's what I would tell the guys. Like, when it's time to do your pro day, when it's time to play football, trust the work that you, you put in the two months, three months, six months. And, you know, I, I think it's pretty astonishing that I did make it to the NFL because I, I played my entire career hesitating. Like, I was afraid to make a mistake. And so I, I think it's pretty shocking that I made it as far as I did because I was always afraid to get pulled out of the game. Right. And so I think the guys that I've been around that were star players, they didn't have that fear. It's kind of like Rashad that, that, Jones, Rashad Jones, Jarvis Landry, you know, Cam Wake, like those guys right there. They just played. If they made it. Brent Grimes, he was a perfect example. And I've seen that guy do some immaculate, crazy. I, he's the most athletic guy. I've yeah. Ever seen. One of the most athletic people you'll ever meet in your life. Brent Grimes, cornerback. Man, I'm like, but he just played though, right? And so I would just tell guys like, hey, just be in the moment. And then when it's time to get drafted, if you don't get drafted, man, just work, just work. And don't worry about this cliche saying, just control what you can control. Like, yeah, that sounds so simple, but simple isn't easy. And if guys can just control what they can control and not worry about what the coach is thinking about them, not worrying about the numbers, okay, there's – I know he's going to make it. I know he's going to make it right here. I know he's going to make it. Okay, where am I at? Just play, man. And, and good things happen from just being, like, in the moment. Yeah, I know a lot of coaches would say, like, if you're going to mess up, make sure that you're doing it 100% effort. Right. So, yeah, kind of falls in line with that with that thought that you had. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times we don't – I mean, we, we go about 80 – oh, I, my bad. I got, like, 10,000 thoughts right running through my mind. <laughs> Let them all out. But – uh. I, I, but I think we sat, we sabotage ourselves. What's his name? John Jones. I saw the crate. He's the the goat. The UFC right? fighter. Yeah, UFC fighter John Jones. He said on Joe Rogan's podcast that to give himself an excuse, he would go out the week before his fights and get slammed, like drink and all that other stuff. So if he did lose, he could be like, uh, I can fall back on. Wow, that right there. But I think we all do that. Like we don't go a hundred percent. And when we do mess up, we could be like, ah, I wasn't going that hard. But when you give everything you got and you mess up, you got to look yourself in the mirror and be like, it just wasn't good enough in that moment. And that's hard. That's a hard pill for a lot yeah. of people to swallow. So. That's deep. Yeah. I always look at it as like, what's the worst that happens? You know, mm-hmm. like if I go all in and I, you know, don't get, get where I want to go, at least I put everything in and I'm, I'm still where I was if I didn't try. So that's just kind of how I approach a lot of things. 
So very true. Not that I'm a professional football player, but I think that just applies for life. And like my no, little yeah. coach in college, she always would say to us, like, you're being nervous and being excited are the same emotion. Mm-hmm. Your body is your is the same. Like your body reacts the same way for nerves and excitement. So it's just how you channel it and how you program your mind to be like, am I nervous for this moment or am I excited for this moment? And if you mm-hmm. kind of like that, I mm-hmm. think that it helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's good perspective right there. Hey, we, Megan, we, we need you to do some uh, some sports psychology coaching or something yeah. on the football team. I, <laughs> I mean, when I was playing, my thing was always, I just need to touch the ball and then I'm fine. Like, you yeah. know, in a big game, like when we were playing in a championship, I'm like, I just need to touch the ball. As soon as I touch the ball, I'm like, it's game time. You got to lock in and play. Don't have time to be nervous. Like, I don't have anything to think. I can't think about anything but playing this game and winning this game. I don't have time to be like, what if I mess up? No, just do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you play i played lacrosse oh, so, oh that's tough right there that, yeah. little, <clears throat> that ball is hard and small i don't know how you guys do it yeah. um what's lacrosse his name is no joke yeah what's his name played lacrosse uh for the new england patriots Chris Hogan. Uh, yeah yeah Tends was, to the cross player yeah he was a good athlete too um, yeah one of your former teammates right but what is he doing now? Is he, he did he go back and play professional lacrosse or something like that? Oh, I think he, he, did. Might, he actually might have. Now that you mention it, I feel he like did. I saw something that he was in like the PLL or NLL or what's yeah. Which by the way, Shamil, Megan's a big uh, New England Patriots fan. Just really, so you know. yeah. So she was yeah. able to call that out right away. Yeah, Chris Hogan, man, he was the man. I, I like him, man. He that was I went I went back to the Patriots in uh, twenty sixteen. So I went there my rookie year, but then I went back 2016. And uh, it was fun going back because I did a workout with them. And my ball skills got a lot better within those two years and flipping hips and all that good stuff. But we went to practice one day. <clears throat> two stories. One, uh, the DB coach, I don't know where he's at now. I can't remember his name, but he was a he was a douchebag. Oh um, family show. Um, <laughs> He he, but you know he he was cool. People at the same time. He was, he was a <laughs> but we would do this drill where uh, to warm up. You know they would basically throw the ball to a corner, and then you would have to rally to wherever the the ball was thrown. Basically, like you would go score with that guy, block and set up the blocks and all that. Like the Pacers are very meticulous in everything that they did. But now it's my turn to go up, and I'm at safety. And I swear he was doing it on purpose. I would, it was cover three. I would drop to the middle of the field and he would throw the ball as far as he could. And I'm running. I'm like, I can't get to this. So we would have to do it again until someone like catches the ball. And instead of him going to someone else, he threw the ball as far as he could five times in a row. <laughs> like it was the most, it was finally, I was just like, man, this is some bull crap. But finally, I just, I lined up like 20 yards deep. And I just took off running and I finally got it the, the sixth time. Um, but that same he throws practice, a screen pass underneath. And you're like, what the heck? <laughs> That's the type of stuff he would do, though. Like, seriously, I'm like, come on, man. Um, but it was another uh, practice or whatever. Jimmy Garoppolo was there still and he tried to look me off. And I speed, I speed turned around and I got to Chris Hogan and I went up to like pick the ball off. And um, I think it was the office of PI, but he like, he caught the ball at the end of the day. So I'm not going to. Wow. Yeah. It was very. Uh, Just like a DB. You got to blame the OPI for it. <laughs> yeah, it was a PI. I think it was. Is is Jimmy Garoppolo as handsome in person? As oh, he's a good, good looking man. Answers to Eve. 
Yeah, these are the hard-hitting questions we need to know. <laughs> He's a good-looking man, though. Yeah, we came in the same year. We were uh, in the same rookie class. Um, gotcha. Uh. He's a charming, good-looking man. Tom Brady's, you know, charming, good-looking man too as well. Uh, shout out to Tom Brady. He, he, the suitcase that I lug around is from the the gift that he gave the entire team. So nice. Um, shout out Tom Brady. But uh, do you guys think uh, what's his name is going to get drafted? Uh, Jason Taylor, uh, Oklahoma guy. Oh, he had a great combine. Um, you know, not only were you an All-American, you also had a great game at the uh, at the Senior Bowl, mm. and then you go out with that combine performance. I think he gets drafted without a doubt. I don't yeah. think, yeah, I don't think there's any question about it. He's getting drafted. Yeah. What, what round? I would say, um, if I had to guess, fifth round. Mm. Yeah, I'll probably give him like third through fifth, somewhere around there, because you never know. All you need is like one team to like to like you, and so. Yeah. Have you you don't you don't ever know like how where they have you on the board or whatever. The only knock I have, which I need to reach out to him after saying this because I don't want it to be like I'm talking bad about him or whatever. But uh, the only knock I just wish he would sure up his tackling. He just misses too many tackles for me um, because I, I think a lot of college guys do. Instead of like breaking down and running through someone, they kind of just like shoot their shot. And if they hit them, they they hit them. But if they miss. They miss. I think, yeah. yeah, I think they miss more times than I just wish he would. He has great ball skills, uh, fast. He can. He's very rangy, but just wish he would be more of a sure tackler. Yeah, I wish um, more safeties would have missed tackles against me in practice. Like um, everybody <laughs> turns into an NFL All Star against me. I don't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I will never forget that time that uh, Markel. Was about to light you up. Was it Markel? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe it was either him or Johnny Thomas. Oh, Johnny Thomas. He should have been in the NFL. Oh, oh yeah. Johnny Thomas would have been a good. Yeah, he would have been a good player in the league. But, He's doing like UFC or something or fighting, something like that. That's another story. Yeah, for another day. Um, yeah. Uh, who hit you though? My bad. I just like interrupted that whole thing right there. <laughs> I want to know. Eve. I mean, were you talking about what? What were you thinking? No, I just remember watching it, and somebody was coming full speed like a torpedo at you, and I think they just like grazed oh, you. They barely missed you. But I remember thinking to myself, if they would have contacted, if that would have made contact, you would have been yeah. in concussion protocol, like without a doubt. Oh no! Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. The time that I was thinking of, we had a design where we were supposed to crack block on the safety, and it was. I was like supposed to go up and block Johnny. I'm like, I'm not going to do this. Like, are you kidding me? And he's like, you know, so I come up on him like I'm going to. And then he sees me out of the corner. He's like, you know, he's like getting ready to. And we both kind of let up at the same time. And he's like, I know, I know like you care about our health and stuff. Right. You like, it's like, don't worry, Johnny. I'm not going to try to hit you because if I did and they called duo, I'm dead. So I didn't I try. It. Yeah. What, what, what's so interesting about, you know, whenever you're, a former football player, you still want to find an avenue. You want to find a lane where you can still let out like physical aggression, especially if you can do it on another human being, right? Like Shamil, you're really into MMA right now, right? No, not MMA. I don't want to get punched, but uh, jujitsu, jujitsu, jujitsu. My yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my outlet now. I like uh, waking up in the morning and choking people and trying to uh, do some ankle locks and some knee bars mm -hmm. and. All that. Uh, actually, 
you know, if people want to check out the, the YouTube at some point in time, there's a 16 year old phenom who I'm going to every time he taps me, I'm going to give him 50 bucks. Uh, and he's a he's an animal. So and he's 16 years old and he weighs 115 pounds, 20 pounds. Uh, Jet Thompson, that's the that's the power of jujitsu. So I encourage everyone. Go do some jujitsu. Bro, you're out here getting tapped out by somebody who weighs 100 pounds less than you. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty tragic, you know, but it, it has taught me to have no ego. So when people cut me off um, in traffic, I don't flip them off anymore. You know, I just have some <laughs> I have more patience because, you know, my ego isn't isn't tied up into to that type of stuff anymore. You know, Maybe I should try jujitsu because I get heated. It's that, oh, you know. I lived in Massachusetts for three years. I lived in Connecticut for 10. Like, oh, yeah, y'all just angry up there for no reason. We are New England drivers. It's just like, get out my way. Yeah, but, you need, just get tapped out by a 12 year old. I promise yeah. you, the ego will, all the anger will go away immediately. Yeah. Or it would just get worse, you know? But I think we should just take a group outing to a rage room. That's, that's high on my list of things to do. That's the stuff where you just hit furniture? Yes. Oh. Yes. No, I'd rather do a jujitsu. But no, they say, no. they say though, if you're like already angry and you're like naturally angry, I, I, I don't think that helps the rage room. I think that's what they said. I don't know if that's actually only one way to find out. Only one way to find out. <laughs> yeah. Is everyone right. in Dallas? I don't know where everyone. I know Eve's in Dallas. Where, where are you guys at? Okay, see. Oh, what what the heck? Stillwater. Yeah, I'm, woo! I'm I'm the only person in Texas in this uh in this call. Therefore. Y'all are beneath me. Technically, That's we're not above true. You. Yeah, we're above you, but like, you <laughs> know, that was we're above you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, I stand corrected. Not you're just talking correct. on screen because your window is above everybody except me. I'll, I'll take that. That layout. <laughs> <laughs> we're okay. Well, this is my last thing. I don't know. Uh, what, what do you guys normally talk about though on here? I need to watch some episodes. I feel bad. I didn't do any research. Yeah, you should go back and watch. Uh, <laughs> What do you guys normally talk about, though? Is it like Oklahoma State, I'm assuming, right? And the news of Oklahoma State and all that, right? Yeah, absolutely. After we get done here, we go into some of the news and notes, things that are happening around OK State. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of, you know, give give our thoughts and opinions there. In season, okay. reacting to games. Previews. Yeah, game reactions, game previews. Yeah. Okay. U- uniform review. Of course, you know, we got to get some uniform love in there. Right, right. This right. is actually really good for first-time listeners. I hope that you know y'all are getting a real summary of what what believe in OK State. <laughs> this is, this is good, right. actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. A lot of times we'll compare like what we're doing now to mm-hmm. what we did when we were back in, in the day. Right. Uh, Talking about uniforms a lot. So we got some you know good stories that pop up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last week we discussed what we think we could run a forty in if we went out tomorrow. What, well, what do you think, Shamil, that you could run a 40 if you went out tomorrow? This is actually funny because, you know, I was on the phone with Eve uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, this was like three, four weeks ago. Yeah, something like that. And I'm, this is probably the heaviest I've ever been. I'm like 228. Uh, I play football at like 205 or whatever, 208. Um, and I told him, I was like, man, I think I could run easily a 4'6". Like, easily. Like yeah, he's he's like, no, Shmuel, I'll give you like a five flat, four nine, four eight. I'm like, dude, you're being disrespectful right now. But he even said he thinks he'll run like a five flat. But I asked him a question. I asked him a question. I said, Eve, <laughs> who was faster? He said me. So why are we both running the same five flats? 
Look, man, <laughs> you weigh way more than you did whenever you played. Yeah, I yeah. weigh around the same. I'm like the same weight that I did. Now, I mean, with that being said, mm -hmm. you talk about the fast. Speed is the fastest thing that goes, right? So go Oklahoma State right now is in the process of developing a health and performance center right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe they should be the ones that give you this information so that it's more believable. So it's not coming from me. But I'm okay. telling you right now, bro. If if you run a four six, I will be thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. No, no, that's not the deal. We made a deal, ladies we and did. gentlemen. We're gonna say it on air right now. The deal was he has to apologize to me for like for saying some nonsense like that. So I'm gonna run a four six. Uh, I haven't ran. I haven't. Justin, actually, you need to come out to Deer Creek, okay? All right. And uh, you're gonna tie me. And I'm gonna run a four six, okay? And it doesn't matter what the four six is. Four six nine nine five Just four six range, yeah. Four six. Deal. I'm gonna get the stopwatch ready. There we we need to get a video of a phone or something for video yes. proof as well. Yeah, um, I think I got a four six in me. Um, I've been running on the track here lately. Uh, I got a jujitsu tournament coming up, so you know the I've been working on it, Eve. So. Hey, I'm glad you believe in yourself so much. As for me, Tyler Lacey's running faster than me right now. I mean, like, no, no, no doubt about it. I ain't, I ain't cracking a flat five. I so. said six five. So, you know. <laughs> what did you say, Did I say anything? I don't know. I just but... pride comes before the fall, and I think mm. that if I said a number, I would probably just fall on my face. So, mm. bro, you got to give us a number. Yeah, I give him a number. Yeah. Well, uh, if I had to, I guess I'd say. Four or nine. I feel like I would have to crack five just to be able to like five. Really? You know yeah. what I mean? That's like like really slow. Like, yeah, really I just don't sprint. Like how often do you it's, go out and just run? It is, well, it is, but I think that if you were able to get five flat in a forty, I think that you're hitting like at least fifteen or sixteen miles an hour, which I I still feel like that's pretty fast. Could not be me. Could yeah, you, Could you, you guys have those uh the, those curved treadmills. I hate them. God, I hate them. But yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, you guys should just go over there and test your speed out right there, right? Real quick question though: top three jerseys. Um, <laughs> what's your top three? Have you guys did that already? Oh yeah, we had a whole uniform. Yeah, we had, we had Justin Williams on and talked to uniforms for. If you watch an our show. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna go. We're on 29 right now. I'm gonna go back to one and watch them all. All right, here give we go. a review. So you talking about like top three uniform combos? Yeah, uniform combos. Which would you guys say? Black, black, orange. Black, black, orange. Okay. Yeah, black, black, orange, mm -hmm. all black, and then probably all white. Uh, I was gonna say white, orange, white for that classic look, mm -hmm. but I also can see like black, orange, black. I mean, everybody's number one are the throwbacks, right? The 1988. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't count though. It's like, yeah, we don't even count those because that's everybody's favorite. But you don't have the all white in there. I don't know. I don't have a strong opinion on it. All whites are decent. I mean, so like whenever you say all white, then you have to pick what your favorite helmet is with it. So, is it the orange logo? Is it the black logo? I think you had that helmet in the background, right, with the black stripe and the. Yeah, yeah, Black that's, that's my favorite helmet right there. I like uh, that helmet a lot. Yeah, um, but what about? I, I think they stopped doing it. I used, I, I did like the. I don't know what helmet we wore with it, but it was like the gray and white pants. I, I like that that combo right there. 
Um, well, I remember 2010, we wore gray, black, gray. It was like the carbon fiber gray almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I thought that oh. one was hard. Oh, 2011 when we played Kansas State? Was it, yeah, it was 2011. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot Jess is an encyclopedia when it comes to that. <laughs> like 2010, <laughs> we had gray. What did I miss? But I, I think I like the gray, white, orange, uh, white. Yeah. That's a good combo. So that was the, uh, I think the first time we had it was against TCU? Baylor in 2012. Oh. Okay. Never mind. Um, and then I, I think they Baylor. one more time against West Virginia in 2015. 2012 was that the year they had a? Uh, um, he shook me out my 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 pants if, if I'm thinking correctly. Uh, Lanche C Strunk or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah. that was that year. Yeah, Man. that well, guy was a me, monster. That's he cool. made me look, but I got him back though. He made me look silly though. But when he Two went five. to the Redskins, bro, he like pulled his hamstring and still outran our defense. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, I was that was. I'm actually uh, I'm, I'm, I was really surprised that he didn't make it further in the NFL. Uh, I don't. I don't think his style fit. I mean, but you know the NFL though. That's what a lot of guys need to you know kind of going back to that topic. But I think a lot of guys need to recognize the NFL. I think Chad Johnson actually said it because he went to playing the CFL for like after his NFL career got done, and he was like, man. I thought it was going to be extremely easy, but once I went to the CFL, I was like, man, there's some guys here. Like, and the NFL is just a numbers game. And so I used to think like if a guy was on practice squad, um, he yeah, wasn't he good. good yeah, he just wasn't good. But like you gotta you gotta fall in the right place at the right time. You need a coach to like you, man. The you right just system. need the right system. You need people to go down. Like, I mean, the NFL is a hundred percent like injury, injury rate or whatever, but so you just got to stay patient. I've seen a lot of guys, once they get cut from a team, they just like, okay, I'm going to go work. Like, But if you like stick it out, you'll find an opportunity. That's kind of how Cam Wake did. Um, but this is how – this is when I really knew the NFL was like a numbers game. There was this guy – I played with him at Wyoming, Robert Heron. He oh, was yeah. he was killing every last one of our DBs. I'm talking about Jamar, Brent Grimes, Rashad. He was killing them all, and didn't play. didn't didn't sniff the field. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm not just like a little bit, just catching tough balls. I'm talking about guys being way over here, and he's way over here. Like he was was killing them. Like killing I remember. Them and yeah, well, I, I, and I remember Rob too because at the end of the year, I got a I got a photo of him framed. And I gave it to him as a gift, you know, just, you know, just kind of an mm-hmm. end of the year gesture thing that I did for all the practice squad players. Cause I know how hard it, it is to be on practice squad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he and I, we had a pretty good relationship and he looked at the gift and he just goes, man, I don't want that. Yeah. Just put it in the trash can, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it was a, it was a huge, like eight by 12. I don't know. I don't even know what it meant. I mean, I would have took it if I was him, but still, I understand his. Uh... <laughs> but you know, he 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 hated being on practice squad. But you know, as as you said, you're right. It's it's a numbers game a lot of times. Yeah, he got drafted though, like fourth round. He played yeah. at the. So I don't. I mean, you gotta have. But then once people, that's a tough part about the NFL too, because once you get a label put on you, like it kind of sticks. Like if you're like a special teams guy, it is really hard to not be a special teams guy the rest of your career. Because people will always like look at you like that, even if you made plays on defense. You yeah. know what I mean? So like if you're labeled as like a guy who can't learn the defense, 
a guy who isn't smart. It's, it's it's a fraternity. They just like track that throughout your entire career, and it's hard to to, to get outside that box. Don't knock special teamers. Matthew Slater, one of the greatest of all time. No, I'm not knocking it. Matt, Matt Slater is not. I know, but I'm saying you can also make your name. You can for make a good living off of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Matt Slater, I, he's the first gunner I've ever seen have three people block him. Like, yeah. literally, they they put three people on just him. And I've listened to coaches talk, too. If you come out of college running a 4-3, for the rest of your career, you're a 4-3 guy. Like, it could be year 13. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. a 4-3 guy. Yep. <laughs> You'll always just be labeled as that. Yeah, those boxes, man. But, I mean, Matt Slater, uh, he's still playing now, and he's probably made over, you know, 20 million are yeah easily over twenty million being the special teams guy, yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's okay. That's a good topic too, guys. If you were the starter in, in at your college, please let your ego go and go play some special teams because you, you the special teams gonna keep you in the league until you get your opportunity to play at whatever position you can. But be an effort guy, okay? Kickoff return, kickoff, punt return, punt. Be a special teams guy because that's the if you're not a first round guy or a second round guy, special team is your way to make the team. All right, that's my <laughs> news. I tried to be Megan in that moment right there. <laughs> is that what I, is that your impression of me? But no, I, I didn't do a very good job. <laughs> hey, you're on a roster. Who who cares if it's special teams, offense, or defense? You're on a roster. You can make an impact. We've seen it at Oklahoma State games, like our special teams this year. You know, they were the difference maker in some games. And then when, the, you know, when, um, why am I blanking on our punter's name? Tom, Tom Hutton, when he went down with an injury, like that was a significant, well, obviously a punter is different. You're solely on special teams, but yeah, there's special teams can change games. They really can look at the yeah. freaking bills. Naheem Hines on uh, the bills. Yeah. yeah right yeah. after the, the DeMar Hamlin game, when he had, the kickoff return touchdown and a punt return touchdown. And those were ultimately the difference maker in that game. Like yep. that, they, yo, yeah, I know you're not knocking special teams, but I'm, I'm doubling down. No, for sure. I mean, the, but the thing is a lot of guys that are playing on special teams in the NFL, a lot of them were starters at their college. Yeah. And so from them going, you know, I mean, take me like for me, for instance, I only played special teams my freshman year, and then, like, some of, like, my junior year in college. But I didn't really play. And you go to the NFL, and you're like, dang, I'm not a really – I don't do special teams. You know what I mean? And so you got to mm -hmm. kind of, like, cut that ego out. Because a lot of these guys are, like, yeah. starters at whatever their position is. And so you get the ego involved and, you know, all that stuff right there. Like you said, special teams, you can have a great career. Special teams. Well, sure, we could sit here and talk advice all night. We're going to quickly run through some news and notes and then sign off. Lots lots of honors going around the Big 12. Uh, bear with me while I run down this list. Dayton Fix and Dustin Plott both won individual Big 12 titles last weekend. The wrestling team finished second in team standing at the Big 12 tournament. So, yay, wrestlers. Kayla Boone and Musa Cisse were named to the All-Big 12 teams. Boone named to All-Big 12 third team. And Cisse was named to the All-Big 12 defensive team for the second straight year. He is the first Cowboy to do that since Marcus Smart in 2014. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Go C's. Um, Naomi Alnatis was named first team All-Big 12 for the women's team. Moving on to baseball. 
both Nolans earning some honors, Nolan McLean and Nolan Schubert. Uh, McLean, Big 12 Player of the Week. He was bat- he batted like 500 this week, two home runs, Sheesh. a triple, six RBIs, four walks, plus a pair of saves on the mound. Like, okay, sure. Wow. Three for three on stolen bases. Also, okay, cool. Uh, Nolan Schubert, Big 12 Newcomer of the Week with a 444 batting average. Led Cowboys with nine RBIs, 200, 200, two homers, and a double. And then uh, the first team to sweep Big 12 honors this week was softball. Lexi Kilfoyle earned Pitcher of the Week honors, recorded her her first no-hitter of 2023 in a complete game win over Maine, the third no-hitter of her career, allowing only two walks and 11 strikeouts. All right, Lexi. Welcome, welcome aboard. She transferred from Alabama after last season. And Michaela Wark was named Player of the Week, led the conference batting average, 692 batting average, 9 for 13 from the plate, 9 RBIs, and 3 stolen bases, and had a perfect weekend at first base, recording 30 putouts and 0 errors. Plus, some love for men's tennis, Alex Garcia was also named Big 12 Player of the Week. So, our spring sports are just like raking in the honors. Love to see it. Yeah, we'd love to see all these people in the Olympics. There's no wrestling in there? I was uh, Dayton no. Fixon and uh, Dustin Plot won Big Twelve championships. Oh, maybe I don't know the names. Okay, my bad. Hey, who finished first in wrestling, by the way, in the Big Twelve? Uh, Missouri. Missouri. Wait. Missouri did do Big Twelve wrestling. Big Twelve for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Big Twelve wrestling is weird. How does yeah. that, that? That's weird. Yeah, the Big Twelve wrestling conference. It's like it's it's different because not all Big Twelve teams have, have a wrestling rules, program. So it's it's kind of a hodgepodge. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Missouri. Freaking Mizzou. Who won? So yeah. we were close second. So that's exciting. Hopefully, Dayton can finally get finally get his national championship. I was it was Iowa State, but um, was it Iowa State? I, I thought know. it was Missouri. I think Iowa State was in there. Big Twelve. Yeah. Like. What, this is like Joe Rogan. What's his name? The the guy that researches stuff. Um, Jamie. Bro, I don't watch Joe Rogan, so I don't even. You don't watch Joe Rogan? Finished. Here we go. It was Missouri, Missouri Oklahoma State, Iowa right. State, Oklahoma. Mm. Yeah. Similar color. This is how this is how weird it gets. We have North Dakota State, South Dakota State in the Big Twelve. Northern Iowa, Air Force, Northern Colorado, Wyoming, Utah wow. Valley, West Virginia, and Cal Baptist. All those in the Big Twelve. Yo, even I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. In the Big 12. Yep, Big 12 wrestling is interesting. <laughs> That's a different conversation. Sport, no, man, no. I will say that. I, I, That's, yeah, out I mean, of all like the sports, about like wrestling to has to jiu-jitsu, be you know? number one. Hardest sport. Hardest yeah. sport. Unless you go to a school where they have a swim and diving team because they train all day long. Like, it, it's, it's actually crazy. How hard swimmers and divers train, but that's another story for another day for another episode. Another episode we can debate which are the hardest sports to compete in. Um, oh, wrestling and swimming and diving are top two. I'm telling you right now. I put gymnastics up there. Ah, I'm just saying, like been swimming it. or whatever, swimming, diving, and gymnastics. It's just one person. Like wrestling is like you physically battling another person. So Man. I mean, I have to put it up there, like number one. Oh, I'm not arguing wrestling's not hard, yes, but like we're gonna debate it. We're gonna debate it. Hold yourself out on a set of rings like this for extension. I bet you any wrestler on our wrestling team would be able to do that right now. Oh, that's a debate. That is a debate right there. 
all the debate. Hard. I'm not saying wrestling's not hard. I'm just adding gymnastics to this list. I'm not saying wrestling's not number one. I'm saying I'm that it sounds one. like you're saying <laughs> gymnastics so is the hardest thing in the world. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, episode 30, we're having the debate. <laughs> yeah, right. we have to, uh, you guys have to have that debate. I really appreciate you all having me on. This is such an honor and pleasure. Uh, and uh, I have to check out the other episodes now. So I apologize, guys. But yes. you guys well, are doing a wonderful job. Thank well, you. how would you know, Shamil? You don't watch. <laughs> In this moment, based, in this moment, based on this last hour, you guys are amazing. You guys, crushing. Amazing. I, you guys, I, I can't give. Uh, I'm taking my flowers away. So I was trying to give you a little bit of flowers. <laughs> I'm trying to take them. I'm yeah. yeah. Okay. Everyone besides Eve. <laughs> okay. You know, fair. Fair. You guys were uh, great questions. Great. You know, amazing. So uh, I will check out the other episodes as well, and I will uh, share with other people too. So, yeah. Um, appreciate you guys. And on that note, Shamil, thank you for joining us. And he's gonna share and watch. And we suggest you all share, like, subscribe, comment, follow, all of the things because we appreciate everyone who listens. Even if you're a first time listener, we appreciate right. you stopping by, checking us out. So once again, Meg Robinson joined by Eve and Justin, our special guest Shamil. Nothing left to say, but go Pokes. Go pokes. Go pokes. Go pokes. Go pokes.